0: hello
1: everybody and welcome to an episode of the off meta report it's been a while but i am back with you with my co-host jeff as always and tonight we have a special guest with us lungs for Harmon users we're gonna be calling him lungs tonight for brevity's sake uh jeff how's it going man i'm doing great how how are you uh pretty good pretty good it's been a while a lot of a lot of stuff going on but we're we're back at it tonight and i'm i'm glad to glad to be back here uh talking about runeterra and seeing what everybody else has been going on with all these cards coming out all these tournaments going on it's been a lot of news to to catch up on
2: for sure for sure
1: um tonight i guess we'll go ahead and introduce our guest host tonight with us is uh lungs for Harmon. Uh, Lungs played in the Monument of Power tournament that just came out with the top, what was it, top 700 masters and then top three, the first 300 to finish the um, Prime Gauntlet, I believe. And um, he participated in that, was able to get enough wins to get the fancy, spancy card back. And uh, we got him tonight to, to talk about some cards and talk about the tournament with us. Uh, how you doing tonight, Lungs? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be on. Really excited for this. Awesome, man. We're glad to have you. Um, but first, just just tell us how the tournament was. What um, what was your lineup on that, and how how uh, how did it go? So
3: I think the format was really interesting. Uh, just for clarity, it was uh, no overlapping or no re- overlapping champions, and you had to have unique region combinations for all your decks. So I brought Tom Kench
1: Soraka. You said you enjoyed the format and you did pretty well. Was there um, anything you would change about it if you, if uh, they, they, uh, yeah. Well, I know a lot of
3: people were unhappy with the general concept of the format of it. Just, I I think the way a lot of the bigger streamers like DBG and Swim put it was, it's not the most skill testing format for it to be an effective single elimination. And I do have to agree with that, but I think for the first tournament, they were going for just make it available to a lot of people, so that we can just get a lot of people in competing. Because say they made it just top sixteen ranked masters are the only people who get to play, I think that would have just been a worse for the community.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, to so win the tournament, you had to go ten and zero in your matches, which is crazy. So, crazy. Um. What did you think about the timer? I actually really liked it. I First,
3: you know, for all of us, it was our first time seeing it. And it made it super clear how much time I was taking on every turn and how much time I should be taking relative to my opponent. I know in some matches, I would be like way in the red versus my opponent. I'm like, oh, God, I really got to speed things up. And in some matches, it would be vice versa. And it was really, really interesting. I think in the future, we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more of that. And I don't even know if they have any
0: improvements they can really make to it.
1: Yeah, I really I really liked it. It kept the games moving along. You didn't have anybody roping too hard. You know, I, I guess that's why, uh, why Swim ended up casting because he knew there was going to be a timer. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got a lot of new cards coming out this week. Or, er, yeah, and... Uh, they'll probably be out by the time this podcast comes up Should go up in a couple of days. So it should be, it should be out. The last cards got released today and it looks like there's some things that, um, should have an impact on the meta. Some cards look good. One or two look completely broken. And, um, other than that, I was going to see, uh, see what you think about it lungs. What, um, what is there one card in particular that you look at and say this card will be played all the time or will really shape the meta or anything like that? So I think
3: I can personally think of two, which is Riven, which we got today. I, I think most people immediately saw her and were like this this card has a lot of potential. It has a lot of things it can go in. And the second one is going to be let me find its name really quick. The Damasia Landmark, the Grand Plaza. I I have been playing a lot of Elites this season. It's the deck I got to Masters with. And I actually think this card does not have a place in that because you really want six spots on board. But I think in almost any other Damasia deck,
0: the one plus one and Challenger is going to have an incredible impact on how you play all of those decks.
1: I've even seen people... Look yeah. at this deck with uh oh I'm sorry Jeff, go ahead.
2: Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it's a free cost landmark, um, and it's just so cheap that you yeah yeah it's it's not bad for for Demacia decks. That's what they need. Anything higher than that cost is probably pretty bad. <laughs> probably don't want to use it because they want to put creatures on. Them.
1: I know um, one of the ideas I've seen people talking about is playing this with the um the un- unyielding spirit undying the undying deck so you can uh give it challenger to guarantee you know it dies every turn
0: yeah I think one of the coolest things
3: about the card is that it has so many applications outside of Damasia. There's a lot of decks that will want the landmark even without it being a Damasia Vogus deck. Like, Undying's a great example of that. I've been thinking of it in, like, a Nightfall aggro, just as yeah. a way to give your minions plus one, plus one, and then you can give your chump blockers the challenger
0: to pull Fearsome blockers out of the way right. while having your other stuff still be bigger.
3: Like,
1: yeah.
0: it's a great card.
1: Yeah, it's... um The only only thing i worry about with landmarks in general is the how much would it how much do you think it would help you win in the mid-range matchups because the aggro matchups you're already pretty favored in you know you have enough healing with the field of rush deck to to push through and get through that and the mid-range matchups are really really the ones that um you would want this to help you with so i think the mid-range matchup it's
3: probably long term not going to be that valuable because they're also probably going to have some mid to expensive finisher card in their hand that you're also going to be making zero. Like, if you if, say I'm playing my Damasia Elites, which is just a peak mid-range deck, if you make my Harrowing cost zero, I'm very happy with that. Because I can develop however I want, and if you manage to deal with my board, I have a free Harrowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so I think for the mid-range matchup, it is a point where it, I think it definitely does improve it, but it is very dependent on what you're hitting for your opponent. Is they're going to have, on average, worse straws, but they will have things that you can reduce the cost of that will be on par with yours.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, that's when, when we look at these cards and how they're going to improve a deck, that's kind of what we have to look at you know how do they improve the matchups that you're not into not good into or even with as opposed to like oh man this would help me heart stomp aggro even more like you know you don't really need that you're already you know crushing the, the aggro deck so you know how, how does this help in the and in the mirrors i guess just a toss up on things like that so in the mirrors you paid the five mana for it and that's bad it's yeah. definitely not something you want. Yeah. <laughs> um. You were talking about the elites. We have a new elite unit coming out. Did uh, Did you happen to see it? I, uh,
3: Captain Arika, I think,
1: is probably how that
3: should be pronounced. I'm interested by this. I don't think it goes into at least the elite shell that I play, but I think this can have a place in slower Demacia decks or just... Lower decks that are splashing Demacia for some reason. Like Dragons. And yeah, like if you're playing Dragons, I could definitely just see this as a one of Because it, not, say you don't really want to go for the Invoke package in Dragons, you kind of drop off on hard, hard removal. Like, uh, because you do have Concerted strikes, so you can deal with big stuff, but say an Aesol might still be a little hard for you to actually get off the board i think the capture effect on top of the spell shield makes this a lot let it makes it you can deal with a lot more of your opponent's stuff and also have it be less interactable and i think mm-hmm. one of the i though i do think the point where this is going to see the most play is when you get it off the 5-4 challenger that summons a random elite i think in those cases yeah. we're going to end up with a lot of very interesting games kind of like all the games we've seen so far where you have uh, what's the uh, the two-mana
0: ping cart in Nightfall? I don't remember the name.
1: Uh, um, Pell Cascade? No. Um, Shadow? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it either. Hold on. don't even have the game up so I can look, Yeah, I'm pulling, look, I'm pulling
0: look it up. up. <laughs> yeah, I edit these when
1: we're done anyway. Uh uh <laughs> the unspeakable horror. Unspeakable horror. It that's is. it. Yeah. We've <laughs> had
3: I've had so many games and seen so many games where a Shadow Isles deck that's not running Targon will go unspeakable horror into eclipse dragon and then generate a celestial and dragon in their hand and that they just get insane value off of that in a way they should not have before i think getting captain arica <laughs> off of the Swiftling lancer is going to feel really good some of the time because it's not a card you're going to be running in a lot of those decks it might
1: just be too slow but in the
3: games where you get it it might just be exactly what. Like
1: It'll make up for the, the games where you get the Vanguard Lookout. Yeah. Gosh, when they made that card an Elite, it was such a nerf to Swiftling, Swiftling Lancer. Now,
0: I'm actually interested um, by Vanguard Lookout. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been talking for a while.
3: Jeff, you can actually take over. Oh, uh, I was
2: just going to say, I think... Uh, this doesn't really fit in any of those Demacia decks that we know of, and those are just straight mid-range decks that uh, maybe have like a really strong top end, like um, like Bright Steel Formation or um, sorry, Tiana Crown Guard, um, and so it's kind of interesting if this is going to make its way in there, or if those two are going to remain to be the, the top end for those kind of decks. Um, but I think you are right. I think there's going to be something else that's going to play this. Um, if it's not just straight elites, then it might be uh, some other archetype that needs the uh, the capture or landmark. Interesting that they gave us Nobify. Uh, which is just like a mini deny, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, great! There's gonna be more of this." But then we get a whole bunch of small spells, and um, it, it's kind of making sense. You almost, like we talked about earlier, you almost run Stony Suppressor over deny, uh, just because it's probably gonna be better at uh, combating those. Uh, you know, it, it evens burst spells. Like burst spells are super powerful and we have a bunch of them in this round. So um, you know Stony suppressor is going to be the, the actual tool that's actually going to do anything uh, whereas Noify and deny sounds great, but uh, those are really just gonna put down those bigger targets, those bigger spells. So I like this direction that they're doing. I, I don't think it was a bad idea printing Noify. Um, I, I think it I think it makes sense and um, we'll just have to see
0: Yeah. If, if that's even enough, because like people have said, it's, it seems like we're just going into a super spell-based meta. What, um... what about uh, Go ahead. Paddle Star? Uh, how do you guys feel about this? Because I know Ravenous Flock is
3: uh, a hot take, and everyone on Twitter has been going off of just comparing
0: these two. But uh, I want to hear what you guys think
1: yeah i think it's a much worse version of a three call i mean it's a three cost ravenous flock that you can i mean yeah it does not it doesn't look good to me i don't like it the the ability to attack someone that to, to use it on someone that attacked is nice <laughs> but I mean, you can compare it to Ravenous Flock. You can compare it to Callista's um, Dark Spear. I and mean, Dark Spear's three cost does four damage at fast speed, and is t- um, if someone had died that round, you know, if one of your allies had died that round. So I think that's much better. So I don't know. I don't. I I don't really think it's a good value at slow speed for sure.
2: You, I, I, I agree. I I don't think it's very good. Um, I think they could have made this fast, and it would still probably not see play. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fully honest, um, the fact that it's only if uh, stunned or if the uh, uh, creature has attacked this round, it's like, oh, I still took you know eight to the face or or you know whatever it might be it's kind of like closing the barn door after the animals have gotten out. It's like, eh, at least it's gone now. It's it's probably not going to do you very much in the long term. So I
3: think this might be the most underrated card in the set. I definitely <laughs> don't think it's good. I absolutely don't think it's good, but we haven't seen the condition of if an enemy attack this round before on any card. And Mm -hmm. I that makes it really hard to evaluate. Because we since we have no comparison, we really can't see how often this is gonna come up and how good three mana deal four is actually gonna be. Because I that condition doesn't seem that hard. And your opponent's probably not gonna be playing around it. And I I really don't know. I think this I think when you get it off of Zoe's champ spell you might actually feel really good with it. And it may be one of the stronger aspects of running Zoe. Which will probably still be a low tier two deck at best. But I think it's actually going to feel good (laughs) a lot more of the time
1: than people think. I think the only thing that really hurts it is that you can't use it for removal since the enemy has to have attacked you can't use it to, to remove someone during the attack phase. That's that's probably my biggest problem with this. Most of the time, you, you know, these spells like this, you know, you want to at least be able to have the threat of removing something during, well, I guess it depends on what sort of deck you're playing also, but you know, it's nice to- You have a lot
3: of chump blockers. Yeah. And them attacking isn't as big of a deal anymore.
1: Right, right. Or I mean, and you're in Targon, so even even eating the damage isn't always that bad because you have so many ways to to heal it. So you know they attack and you you just don't block, and then you can, can deal the damage to them. So it could work. Um. Oh, Zoe, though, man, it's just oh. <laughs> I I expected a lot more <laughs> from the cosmic. So uh, paddle stars.
0: <laughs> um the
2: paddle star is actually really good against scouts if you think about it. So yeah, you know, that's people actually get a great scout. point. Um, you know, Gwent, uh, Genevieve is like she's gone. You don't even have to block her. or you can chump her out or or whatever and you just uh, paddle star her away. She can't attack again, so it's that that might be a benefit. Um
0: you know, that actually brings... But, you me know, Scouts so. is still... I uh, just going to say, Scouts
2: scouts isn't uh, always something you run into on ladder every day. So, it, it probably goes up and down.
3: You know, in a tournament, that might create a really interesting line where your opponent plays Genevieve, and they have to think about, do they want to get their value trade for the double? Or do they just have to straight-up trade her off of the first attack, just in case you Paddle Star them. Like that That's actually... The fact that that might come okay. up is incredible, and I'm really
0: excited to see that, because it's going to happen. It, the card exists, it's a champ spell, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think... Um, it's uh, also
2: main deckable. Yeah. So you don't have to run Zoe in order to play Paddle Star. So, I mean, you can see this in, like, Leona and... Uh, Gaspo, maybe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want well, I probably wouldn't play those that deck, but uh you you could run it. You could theoretically
0: <laughs> or a copy of Glyle. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's probably
1: um Another one of the Zoe cards is a Sparklefly. I think Sparklefly is gonna be a pretty strong card. Two mana, one two, elusive with lifesteal in Targon, where it's very easy to buff cards up.
0: I think uh, going back, thinking back to uh, the elusive days with uh, Kinku Lifeblade,
3: which was four mana, two two, and was still seeing play.
4: Yeah,
3: uh, this being half the cost for minus one attack in a region with much better buff potential than Ionia was. I think this may bring some elusive archetype back into the meta. At least as a tier two deck. I, I am excited for this, what this card might do.
1: Yeah, I mean you can run it with um what is it, Mentor of the Stones? You know, yeah, under up, the stones. You know, you attack with that and then it's a what a uh, a three four all of a sudden? Three four? and then you elusive the, life team. yeah yeah that's especially if you're or even if it's you know you just have it in um in some of your decks that are that are your uh more late game you know the mid late game sort of decks to just try to carry you over you know you have an elusive blocker you have something that can generate some lifesteal for you if you need to um you know try to try to sustain through an aggro matchup
0: so I think it'll, um, I think it'll see a lot of play. What do uh, what y'all want to go to? We want to
1: try Victor? Yeah, we can uh, try Victor. Sure. All right, next is Victor. Jeff, you want to go over Victor for us, Pam? Sure.
0: sure. sure.
2: Uh, Victor is a four mana three sorry two four with augment and augment is um, if you play a card that is i don't I don't have the actual um uh, if, you, if you play card that was created then give this creature plus one plus zero um, so uh, round start create a hex
0: core upgrade In
2: hand arts, and so he doesn't have to see this uh, them be played. He just you have to just do it over the course of the game. Um, Hex core upgrade is grant Victor a random keyword. Uh, When he's leveled up, he is a four mana three five. Uh, Your created cards cost one less. Round start, create a hex core upgrade in hand. And he's got a bunch of
0: spells. Uh, Victor's Death Ray is... Uh, maybe we'll go go just go over Victor first, go over his spells later.
1: Yeah, as Lungs, as what do you think about Victor? I think he's probably the
3: coolest of the champions we're getting. I, I think we have so much space to experiment with him, specifically because of how he interacts with all of the augment cards. He's just creating an automatic just augment buff for every augment union you have on board every round. And he himself also has augments, so he's going to get bigger and bigger. And so if you play him on turn 4, turn 5, you play your card. He's already just going to be a 3-4. Say he gets elusive. You just start punching with a 3-4 elusive on turn 5. All right, immediately. And he's going to just get more and more value from everything else you're playing. And as the t- game goes on, if he's not removed, he's going to become a bigger threat. But he might also just get Spell Shield off of, any, off of his x core. So I'm really interested in what he might do, and I definitely think he's being underrated, because finding the right shell for him, or shells, is going to be really hard. And theorycrafting
0: definitely won't. can't tell us anything about it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um... I think the champions
1: that come to mind first are Heimer, Vi, and even Riven because she generates cards also. You know she um uh, so Vi, because she you, you would hit her uh ten ten power pretty quick with all the card generation from the low cost cards that he he's able to generate, and um you know Heimer from all the spell casting. So I think there will be some synergy that people will be able to build some decks with. But like you said, he's so unique; it's it's um it's hard to really say what what he's gonna be played with and how he's gonna be played right now.
2: <clears throat> um, I I agree. There's a lot of different. You know, there actually are a lot of different ways to play Victor. Um, I think. Uh, and then Piltover and Zon have a bunch of ways you can do that as well. Um, University is probably playable with Victor. Um, you get new cards each each round, and you're playing them each round. So uh, it seems like seems like that makes sense uh, with him. <clears throat>
1: um, that's the the uh... uh, um, Piltover University. Oh, the um, X-Core Foundry? Are you talking about the landmark? No, no. Pilt over yours. Yeah, the the other. Yes, I am. uh, Oh, oh, the the other. Yeah, the one that's already out, the Hymer. Okay. Yes. I I forgot they had
0: two names. (laughs) How do you guys feel about augment as a keyword? Um, no...
1: Is it any time you play a card or is it any time you play a created card? Any time you play created, a created card. Created cards, you get plus one. I, I like it. I think it's... I like anything that gives you new ways to design decks and new ways to think about cards. Um, I really like it when the Created cards like we see here, um, you know, like some of the created cards can already do other things. Like they have a purpose. They're not you're not just creating the card to to be able to do the augment. You know, you're creating it for for some other reason. But um, like the was it Nyan Droid? Is that the Android? The Android, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, an elusive unit with augment. With um you know, three HPR three yeah, three HP. So in a deck like this where you're making two, three cards uh, around, you could probably probably get it up there pretty quick.
0: I really like okay. how it affects combat. Is I, I know from playing a lot of
3: Vi, one of the best things you can have with her is if you're threatening mana. If your opponent wants to buff their own unit, you can always buff your Vi as well. And they have to consider that and play around that. And I think Augment is a really good take on this because your opponent knows exactly how many created cards you have, right? They see you create them. So at any point, if you have full mana and five created cards in hand, you can give plus five attack, potentially give plus five attack to your entire board
0: and that's something your opponents going to have to consider and that's going to create some really interesting lines of play. Yeah, I'm trying to
1: think like. how quickly you could get the you could get the augmented cards to a pretty decent power level because most of them are one one power or Victor is at two so I haven't seen any, I think they're all either one or two. So yeah. If if they come out on turn like a Neandroid, I think that's probably gonna be one of the better ones with the elusive. You know, if he comes out on turn three, then what turn? If you're attacking on odds, turn four you can drop Victor. And then turn five, you create a card. That card will create a card. Yeah, so you could get what, another plus three, plus four already. So on turn five, you could be hitting for five damage on elusive with that unit. That wouldn't be too bad.
0: Yeah, and that's just that. Yeah, one. I think I think the deck is just really hard to figure out because yeah. it seems like it's set up in a way
3: to curve all these augment units, but that's also exactly what you don't want to be doing because you also want to be generating yeah. cards. play i think you're really gonna have to plan out at what mana points do you want to be playing units and what mana points do you want to be generating hard and that's why the one the two drop the ballistic bot is probably going to be the augment unit with the most value in an augment deck because it's it's doing the same thing victor is fundamentally
0: it's just a mini weaker victor yeah and they both just give that archetype so much synergy
1: would you play this with um, Targon? so You could have the health buffs. You could the the units alive easier. You could have invoke if you needed to to create cards that way. Uh, or or uh, gems. Or gems. Yeah.
0: Gems are really good.
1: Um, uh, I think that
2: I think this archetype fits in pretty much every region because everything creates cards. Um. I'm pretty sure every region has some way of creating cards. Maybe not so much Shadow Isles, I can't quite think of any. Speakable like horror is one.
3: That's sure. true. Yeah, and that you have um, your mocking um, shadows. The ephemeral is created.
1: Yeah, that's true. So I mean, even in Shadow Isles, there's a few. Um, do um do the last breath cards count as generating a card?
2: I don't don't believe so. Um, the one
3: drop that generates another last breath oh. card that would count. Yeah. But I think most of them, not really.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, um, the I know there's one that generates um another last breath. There's one that generates a six plus mana spell. In uh, Demacia was that Mage Seeker yeah. or something? That would be one. Yeah. Mage Seeker Conservator, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, those those will
2: work. Um, yeah
1: and then uh well i not mean now that i think about would, shadow wilds. um the helpless aristocrat would work well i think it's you have to play oh you it. have to play it that's not, right yeah yeah, yeah not so that way yep yep you're right you're right
0: what about the uh i, I think line? what's great is that uh i love the land uh yeah
1: um yes you want to talk about it yeah i do as well yeah. uh
2: yeah, yeah, it should be pretty good. Um, drawing cards is always, it's probably the funnest part of that.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, three mana game. hex core foundry. <laughs> um, round start, all players draw one.
2: Yes.
0: I think that this...
1: Um, I was telling you earlier longs, like, I think this card could almost single-handedly help Ezreal, uh, Karma get back into meta i think it i think is really really strong in decks like that where you're really going to need spells i mean people are playing river shaper almost for this exact reason to draw a spell to draw an extra spell yeah and when you're playing decks that have more spells than not getting an extra in every turn be useful
0: now that that was a take i was I'm a little interested by, because in the early game, it does do a
3: lot of what River Shaper does, but in the late game, once karma's down and enlightened, you tend to have the problem that you have too much card value and your hand gets really full, and it's hard to remove your own landmark is a thing
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: so yeah. at that point, are you running the uh aftershock the four mana remove a landmark and p and z to destroy your
0: own hex core foundry so you don't draw too many cards um
1: (laughs) i think i think you'd be able to get rid of it because you can obliterate it if you have a five plus your landmark and you play another unit so you can always pick it off like that and if you're running the um you know you have uh Yeah, the eye die. The then you're gonna have the uh, the dragon with it. Also, um, I forget what the dragon's name. Um, I think it's just Dragonling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll have you'll have that also. So you know, usually you're gonna have two eyes, or hopefully you have two eyes. You're gonna generate two dragons. So I think I think you'd be able to play something to get it off. I would hope so. But yeah, I mean, I think I think taking at the spot hurts but it also isn't a target so it's not a target for Ezreal it's not a target for SI there's no removal for it that anyone's playing right now so I think um I think it could help I don't know if Ezreal is strong enough right now by himself with um but I don't know I think I think it's gonna be fun to try I'm I used to that was one of my favorite decks and I'm hoping it gets back to where it's uh, playable
0: again. Um you can always overwrite your landmarks. So that might be
2: if you have a full board, you can always yeah. overwrite it. What? Um you could also play homecoming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You're you're right about that. That that's pretty funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what do you guys think about landmark removal? Now that we have what how many landmarks are out? We had what do we have, do we like, 10 or have one now? for every we have one for every region, and then
3: I think we have was it three regions with two, or it's two regions with two. E and Z and both have. Two landmarks, yeah, and
0: that might be it. I think I think that's it. So that would be ten total.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have ten landmarks and what one, maybe two good removal cards.
0: I think scorched earth is yeah. uh good. Aftershock I think
3: is definitely playable at the very least, if not stronger.
0: Other than that. I'm not seeing homecoming being run. Uh, sorry, that was disconnect on my part. You're right. Uh, yeah, I think there's. You're right. Only
3: two good landmark removal cards. Uh, uh crumble. Crumble has definitely been seeing play in go hard. There's quite a few variants of it that do run it. Yeah. So I, I would go with two and two and a half, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can always use the um the celestial uh uh falling yeah. comet and supernova, but man, it feels bad to waste unless unless you're against um spring. it feels bad to waste to uh, obliterate on a on a landmark. Yeah, you'd rather be
3: obliterating Tom Kench at that point, but yeah. sometimes you have to. If it's at twenty two of twenty two you yeah. Got
1: it. I mean that's Yeah, so that that's the thing, you know, the stronger they make landmarks, the more removal they're gonna have to add. I mean, Bilgewater has sunk costs. That card is absolute garbage. Eight mana, shuffle a unit or landmark into his deck. Like that's that's so bad.
0: I think garbage removal is just a theme
3: for Bilgewater. Because pretty much <laughs> yeah. every removal card we had for it was bad, except for Make It Rain, and then we had to make it bad too to just yeah. fit in with
0: everything else.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, and the the landmark last last um season when they when they first came out for this season, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't too bad. I would say. Because they they weren't very strong. I mean, they were strong. Some of them were stronger than others. But the more landmarks you get, the more cards you get, the more people are going to figure out ways to build around them. Because they're a solid place to build around. There's not much removal for it. Once they're on the boards, you don't have to worry about anything. Especially when you're going to have so many of them that cost three mana. You can get them out early. They're going to be there for the whole game. You, know, you can build a deck around... Around your landmarks, so it's gonna make it. Um, you know, I think it's gonna make removal something that's really gonna be useful. And most places, most regions just don't have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, even um, the the scar grounds, the new frail yard. When when an ally survives damage, granted plus one and tough. I mean that's. That's gonna be pretty strong, strong, especially if you're playing it with the um the Vladimir that uh, that package over there with the Crimson package.
0: I don't know. How do you guys feel about the uh, Ionia landmark Monastery of Hirana Round start,
3: create a sanctuary in hand, which is a one mana burst, fleeting.
0: Recall an ally. As the gem clause, um, I don't think it's very good. They keep trying to make recall,
2: you know, more of a thing. Um, I think what it is, I don't think that it's we don't have enough recall, I think it's that the benefits of recalling aren't there. Um Really, it's just leveling up Yasuo. Um,
0: I, I think that's about all I can think of right, right now.
2: Some of the some of the other...
0: When I saw this card,
3: I was like 100% sure we were going to get a follow-up minion that was like 1 mana, 1-1. One, when one, one, I'm recalled, draw a card. Something like that. Yeah. Something that just gives insane value to this effect. And yeah. we, we got nothing and uh, it just it, it feels so out of place and the only thing i've been able to find for it is like playing it an ionia teemo deck with just using this on your veteran investigators or your uh, <laughs> clump of lumps just to like get more card draw and card value but even there that's that's just you're you're 100 percent
0: meaning at that point
1: maybe yeah maybe playing it in victor somehow if you're going into ionia with him already uh but then if you recall anything that's been augmented, you lose the stats that it's gained. So
0: I is there you could I'm trying to
3: think if there's any P and Z or Ionia cards that create other cards on
0: summon that are cheap. Like all I can think of is the uh the clump of ones, the two mana generate a mushroom.
1: Um you have a caustic cask or the cask salesman.
3: Cast it well. That's still summoning created cards, not playing them. Oh, it wouldn't work. But yeah, yeah, if because then you're just kind of you're kind of doubling up on playing created card value that way. But it's it's so many extra steps.
0: Yeah. At that point, it just doesn't it doesn't seem good.
1: And it's almost and and you're still playing the card. I mean, if clump of if clump of wumps or, um, wait, what's the other one? Uh, Or Chomp Womp costs three and five mana. They wouldn't see play. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and that's essentially what you're doing. You'd be playing three mana to, you know, to play a Chomp of Womp, a clump of Womp. That's, now, while I am looking at this now, one thing that it could be useful for would be um maybe in your lease index or something, or which it doesn't play anymore. But um, I know used to the claws of the dragon. I, you know, you-
0: uh, yeah, I used to run it with claws, which
3: uh, recalling your claws just instantly summons it again. If you've played two spells, yeah, and this being the second spell, I- I'm unsure of the synergy there. I just I'm unsure of synergy anywhere. There's only one thing I really take away from this card, which is this is the only case of burst recall we've seen in the game. Yeah. Uh, and I I I think there'll be something there in the future, but I don't see anything now and I kind of hate that this card was printed in this way
0: with nothing there for it now. Yeah.
1: Now what what do you think about playing this with PNZ and it just being discard fodder because these cards aren't fleeting. They stay in your hand. No, it is fleeting. Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it is fleeting. It is fleeting. But still, if you have one every round.
0: Yeah. So, potential, but
1: I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of any way that this thing could not be just hot garbage. I just don't. Yeah, I,
3: I th- I think at that point, you just run Ballistic Bot and don't have to go into Ionia right. for it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they were trying to do something to help Yasuo, but it just doesn't seem like it would work. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's burst, but it also, you can't cast it in combat. So. It it's really only for hard removal, but even then you still have to play your thing again. This is like a Zed spell. It's like I can play the spell to save Zed or I can just play Zed after he dies.
1: <laughs> oh guys, we we, uh, yeah. we um we missed it. We we missed the um the new landmark removal that will get played in every frail yard deck. The eight mana eight eight it that stares, obliterate all landmarks. R deal two to all other units. That card's never gonna stop.
2: I'm excited for it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: no. I, I think it has
1: potential because
3: if you think of it as a eight mana eight eight that casts avalanche. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and then sometimes you get to obliterate
0: your opponent's landmark on top of it or instead, if that's what you want.
2: Yeah. So so in um, the Elder Scrolls Legends, uh, there was a card called Cradle Crush Giant that does this exact same thing, deal 2 to all other units when played. And so just flavor-wise, that kind of excites me a little bit because that was a really good card. It wasn't 8 mana, but it, it was still a good card and really fun to play uh on your opponent's board um wiping out a bunch of creatures i think this might find a deck i don't think it'll be super great though um i think it's i think it just might be fun (laughs) and
0: and i bet the animations
1: yeah i'd like it a little more if um if the effect would work from like a, a war mother's call or something like that i think that would be fun you know you'd be able to add it into um a deck like that. I actually... i going to cut this part out in a second. But um, did you see the... Um, the person playing the old school War Mothers in the uh, tournament? Yeah. That was awesome. And that, was,
3: that was pretty cool. I, I know um, Rattling Bones specifically has been big on War Mothers is better than Feel the Rush. And... He brought he took he kept he kept bringing it to the uh giant slayer fight nights and
0: doing he did well with it. Like he kept getting second at the very least, running War Mothers.
1: Huh. I love War Mothers. That's
0: my all time favorite deck to play.
1: <laughs> Any other cards you got? Oh, we still gotta move to Riven, huh?
0: Yeah, we have not d- touched Riven yet, yeah, and yeah.
3: there's
1: there's a lot there. Yep, yep, yep. All right, um, all right, and next we have the champion that everyone's probably most excited for, and it has n- not everything to do with her splash art. Uh, is Riven? <laughs> Lungs you uh, you want to tell us about Riven?
3: Uh, sure. Riven is a three mana, three four Noxus champion. And when you gain the attack token, he reforges. And reforge is an interesting keyword that generates... Anytime you reforge, you generate one of Riven's blades or blade shards. And once there's three of them, and once you play all three, you get Blade of the Exile, which is a three-mana slow spell that grants an ally plus two plus zero overwhelm and quick attack. And then Riven levels up when she sees Blade of the Exile in your hand. And her level up still has the reforging whenever you gain the attack token. And when my power is increased for the first time
0: each round, increase it by twice as much. I I think this is a really cool card. And I
3: actually love the design of her uh, Blade Shards. I
0: I think this is the perfect example of what healthy RNG looks like in a card game. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. What um? Why don't you why don't you? Healthy RNG. So um, if you guys
3: watched uh, Ruben zoo's Q and A, someone asked him why does uh, Avaros and Trapper have the variants of? Yeti is going to be in the next three cards instead of just put it on the second, put it as the second card on top of your deck. So you always dry out in two turns. And he specifically said, having things be too consistent is actually unhealthy for a card game. You want variance. And mm-hmm. when you play Avaros and Trapper on three and on four, your opponent has to consider I have a one out of three chance that they have their one mana 5 5 do I choose to play around that one out of three, or do I just ignore it and potentially get punished? And that that creates decision-making. Meanwhile, if you always know they're going to have that Yeti two turns from now, on that next turn, you're never playing around it. And on that second turn, you're always playing around. And I think this, with having not only, only three cards to choose from, but the fact that it's going to get you all three cards, if they've reforged once, you have to might have to consider which of these three your opponent's going to have, but once they've reforged three times, you
0: always know exactly what they have. And I, I really like this type of design. Yeah, I like it too. I, I agree with you. Yeah,
2: I think uh, I I think these spells are actually really really good as well. You're going to want to play them, uh, even if you can't play them in combat. Um, I think they're going to be playable in a lot of different decks. I really think Riven's going to be super flexible. Um, We've talked about Riven with Garen, Riven with um, Scouts. We're not sure if that fully works. Um, If gaining the attack token is going to trigger her Reforge just by doing a scout attack and then attacking again. Um, you know, even Lucian could be considered. Um, she could be played just in Noxus because there's rallies in Noxus. Uh, Katerina, I've heard, which is, um, I think that's kind of cute, but I don't think it would be very very good. Um, anyway, that's what I think about, you know, her her abilities as well, um, and, and everything there. I, I, am I'm, I'm really excited. She's going to be a day wake day one craft for me for sure what about you lungs
3: i'm pretty sure the first deck i'm building is ribbon with lee sin i'm going
1: (laughs) i'm really excited what champion haven't you played with lee sin lungs Uh, no
3: i've even done teemo um yeah i think (laughs) I, i think i've actually probably tried them all at this point it's I really love that champion. I will play anything with it, and I will find a way to make it work, even if it's really bad. But I I really love the concept of giving Lee Sin specifically quick attack because it means I only have to dedicate one spell to a good trade. And if my opponent wants to try and trade it back, I as long as I have the mana to threaten a second spell and get the barrier, I'm I'm really going to put them in an awkward position. And that's what my favorite thing about Lee Sin has always been his unique ability to have a fast speed barrier is it makes the
0: interactions of the stack actually a lot more intricate compared to how burst speed barriers work.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see her, um, her working pretty well with Lee Sin, especially, you know, she generates so many spells. It wouldn't take long for, for you to hit the eight spells to level him up. And then you already have the spell for, for overwhelm, to um, be able to use the dragon's rage the same that you would in the um, the regular Argon. yeah, Targon targon deck. That that could definitely definitely work pretty well. I think um, I think she's going to open up a lot of different play patterns, especially for Noxus. Noxus really really has no true mid mid game mid range right now. nothing that's you know consistent or solid and I think the way she's built could could give her that um, you know even even if you're just using her like you would Draven and p and z to generate some value for you you know you're gonna generate one probably two reforged cards at at worst. And you ha- still have a three-four blocker, and so it's going to give you some, some more um, time to get into that mid, mid game with a Noxus deck, and maybe get into like a a Darius finisher or something like that if you wanted. Um, I, I I don't know. I think it's going to open up a lot more play paths for that region, and Noxus has not been, not had that for a while since everything in it got nerfed into the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, How do you guys feel about Rune Weaver, the two mana three one that reforges on summon? Uh, Yeah, it's it's uh, one of the Riven Blade supports cards. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um.
0: A three, one.
1: <clears throat> one mana is just so rough on turn two. I mean, one one HP is so rough on turn two. Is there, now you're looking at so many ways to remove it, but you are gonna get a lot of the value just from the summon, I guess. So it's kind of like, um, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, um, hold on one second uh, Mountain Goat from, uh, Targon, you know, he has to strike to create the gem in hand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with a 3-2, this, you're going to get your Reforged value as soon as you play it. So, even if it is removed, you, it's not a total waste, I guess. Yeah, I can see it working. Um, yeah, yeah, I like it. I've been hearing this card get, uh, kind of trashed a lot, but I've been thinking to myself,
3: if Mountain Goat, was originally a three mana three one that gave you a gem on summon instead of on strike. I think that would have been seeing deck play in all the decks it's being played in right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this definitely has
0: the potential given that comparison. Yeah, she doesn't even have to attack. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think I think That's the a great comparison. I think the. The problem or the difference in it would be that you're looking at Targon versus Noxus and you're going to think, you know, Noxus, you don't want to have any removal that early because you should be an aggro, aggro, aggro deck. But like I just said, I think um I think if you're playing Riven, Riven, you're not going to be playing an aggro win by turn six sort of sort of deck. You're going to be playing a more, you know, mid to mid-late game where you want to win on turn eight or nine with a big finisher or something like that so i don't think the the loss of tempo for on on turn two like that would be would be
0: problematic for you no i, I think it, it definitely could work and i'm expecting
3: we might have a lot less pings in this upcoming meta because if go hard does get nerfed somehow like people are predicting that deck is really what's making up most of the pings on the ladder. And without that if that
0: just even goes down in play rate a little bit, a three one might actually be okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean a lot of the other decks that are that you see are popular aren't aren't worried about a three one. You know, feel the rush isn't playing anything on turn two that's gonna care about this. They're saving mana for Weirding Stones or Catalysts or whatever. They're they're not going to care about three damage. And then even like um, Fiora Shin is not going to block this on turn two because they're trying to build up units. So, you know, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of your other decks, this this would probably be able to get through. You
0: lost Jeff again. Oh, yeah. There he is.
1: back jess yeah i'm back okay all right we still have four other noxus cards if y'all want to talk about those some or talk about ruin some more or whatever i don't know if any of these other noxus cards are first all mine are still in portuguese i couldn't find the um english versions oh, yeah
0: they're in the patch notes. our uh legends casts ah. you want to grab those Yeah, because I know what the card text says, but I don't remember the names of any of them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're beautiful in Portuguese. I listened to Grappler uh, pronounce them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. (laughs) I think Hunt the Weak is actually a really cool card. Uh yeah, it's our first um, hand disruption. Um, I think right.
2: We we yeah. haven't had anything like that before. Um. I, I can see it being toxic. Uh, we've had I back when um, the Elder Scrolls Legends was around. There were a few different cards that had this type of effect, and it was very um. Rage-inducing for a lot of people, um,
0: but I think the way that they uh,
2: put it to use is better because it's the weakest follower, as opposed to like your Aurelian soul is now gone. Um, it's it's like oh, it's probably like a you know like a goat or whatever else you know, smallest smallest unit. Um, so I think that is a good direction as opposed to the opponent's largest creature or strongest creature,
0: most uh, expensive creature. So Um, but yeah, I, i'm I, I think it's a good card. it'll it'll be
2: seen played for sure. I don't know what what though.
0: I think this card might be great support for a
3: kind of grindy, mid-range Noxcry arena deck. Because I actually played a lot of that landmark at the beginning uh, when it first came out. And what I found was it was hard to get value with anything you were doing with it because your opponent would just play the cheapest, the weakest thing they had to Mm -hmm. take up the attack. And if you can cause them to discard one this card is great for outvaluing your opponent in a long game if they
0: don't have good card draw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think this card would have been very I mean I, I I like it in Noxus. I think it would have been very good in um Shadow Isles too. Maybe maybe too good in Shadow Isles.
0: <laughs> I think it'd be too good in Shadow Isles most likely. Yeah.
1: Um what about Brutal Hunter? Challenger and when the turn that um turn that is summoned, she summoned, she gets quick attack.
0: Three four mana three three. I think it's gonna be great. Um I really like this card a lot. Um uh, okay. Yeah, Challenger and Quick Attack are a good combo, um, and you don't have to use um, Trifarian.
2: Um, oh, sorry, not Trifarian.
0: The one, drummer, whatever the one they the, Legion uh, Legion, the the Drum, Legion drummer. drummer, yeah, with
2: right. a
3: Trifarian
0: Glory Seeker combo.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be useful. Three uh, attack is not a lot, but it can get rid of quite a bit of things. And could really be buffed very easily with a whole bunch of different stuff, especially combat tricks. Uh, your opponent thinks like, "Oh, well, what? Why are you? You know, why are you challenging this?" And then you throw a burst spell on something, and it actually hits for more. Um, it's it's like Zed with um, in, at least at least in decks, throwing Challenger on him is just. You get to eat something for free usually. Uh so I think I think it's a really good uh really good card. Maybe a little bit over cost at four. Uh, but the effect is really good. So
1: when um
2: I'll use it for sure.
1: Yeah, when I look at a card like this, what I'm really looking at is the opportunity cost. So at four mana, three three, and Noxus, If I'm in Noxus already. What else am I going to play? And at four mana, there's not really much. You've got crowd favorite, maybe, but in a mid-range type deck where you're going to be competing with a challenger unit, they're they're t- completely different, so they wouldn't be competing. So the only other one that you would really look at would be Vassilus um, Crider, which is the four mana, four, three, and with a Allegiance, get it. Um, it goes to a five, four with Overwhelm. I think, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think it might be the best four drop that uh, that Noxus has. So that's definitely something. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it like Gotcha. It's a four mana deal, three damage, and
3: instead of being able to use spell mana for it you get a 3-3 body in exchange for the cost of having to use unit mana
0: and play it on your attacking turn.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: But I think it's it's an interesting card, and especially with buffs.
3: It looks like there might just be setting up for a removal type of Noxus archetype. Because, you know, we have the 5-mana 7-3 challenger, which is bad on its own, but, you know, if you're Combining it with, um, yeah, the two mana, give it a support quick attack, that suddenly becomes a really interesting removal card.
1: Yeah. Which and is Arel the-, the
3: Tracker as well, with, combined with Riven's Blades, can probably do some work.
1: Yeah. 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 Especially when you consider or think about Noxus as more of a mid-range and not so much the aggro that we're used to you know, these cards make a lot more sense in that sort of, um, that sort of environment. Yeah, but I, I like arrow the Tracker. Um, if you don't know when the round ends, if you cast a spell on me this round, I strike the weakest enemy. So that's, um, yeah, you know, you cast Overwhelm, you cast, like you said, any of Riven's Blades, anything like that to, to um you know buff her up then she can deal some damage i mean even even if you're running an elixir of wrath you cast it just to put her at five so she's acting like a one mana removal so <laughs> you
0: know if you have if you end up with two of these on on board and you know, that's um that's two units you can remove from a game. That's that's pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah. So, also, um... Oh, go ahead. could also be interesting in an out-of-the-way deck because Noxus has a lot of
3: temporary buffs, but if yeah. you just keep have permanent attack buffs on this thing, it, it can become pretty toxic in the late game. Because if you're up to eight attack, you're removing
0: pretty much anything you're playing. Yeah, yeah. That's... I think out of the way might
2: actually become it, it definitely gets better with this uh this set of ex- expansion um for sure cuz there's a lot of give your opponent that or give your creature this give it give it that um so I I can see that being a much stronger card uh this next season for that matter um especially
0: with uh all right, i was just thinking what was the card it, riven
2: of course um but maybe zoe i could see yeah. uh sparklefly uh being being strong um i think that was probably it uh but but it just seems like oh victor I, uh let's see out of the way or sorry i might be getting them stop um, the um, a cost one might be might be more popular. Give it as well. all. Let's give it all. Give it all. Yeah, I think they yeah. both might actually see a lot more play than they have been. Uh, they've mostly mostly been memed, uh, uh, with for the most part.
1: But I they can see them both got used. support. So here's yeah, here's the real question: with Victor making all these cards, Riven generating all these. All these spells. Argon having all these low-cost spells. We finally see a viable Mind Meld deck. Yeah. Don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, well, we did get the one Mind Meld support card. The, uh...
3: uh mana, three one elusive Virgo Fish. Yeah. Yep. And fish. I... I do know there's one specific Masters player who only plays Mindmeld and he's he's pretty close to I think he's like top twenty-five at least. That's awesome. Oh wow. So the, the deck has potential. It's just hard to play. I definitely just lose every single game I've ever tried with Mind Meld, but there are people out there proving it works.
2: A formula, remember that episode we oh, both yeah. were playing oh man
1: that was yeah, fun. i was i was um i was winning with that deck and diamond
2: yeah yeah Ooh.
1: we both thought that was gonna be i i don't know what happened i think i just
2: stopped playing uh it for whatever reason but um we were both gonna start playing that um seriously on ladder and then i i reneed on the yeah yeah uh, <laughs> I, I
1: played i played it with um with Fizz and just a lot of super cheap elusives and super cheap um, spells and generations. And usually at turn like seven, I could play it, have eight, have three or four creature, have uh, three or four followers, and I uh, get them all to like a six, six or seven, seven or something with all with elusive. <laughs> it, was, it was dumb. <laughs> Cause nobody expects that you're playing mind meld. <laughs> Which yeah. is the, the guy in masters probably benefits from that a lot. Like, you know, when you're looking at cards to watch out for mind meld doesn't come across, come across your list.
0: Nope. <laughs> oh, um, they really
2: did a good job with the hurt this year, uh, this season. Uh, I like all the all the art on these. One thing I noticed I thought this was cool uh was if you look at um the Noxus the art on the Noxus uh supporting cards um, the uh, the red banner that you can kind of see throughout their uh throughout the art and oh, then yeah. on uh Erica you can see she's holding a, a red banner. It's like she is hunting these uh, Noxus people, and and it's kind of interesting too. Arel and uh, Arika, they you know they both have names that start with A R R. Um, so like maybe there's some sort of history there, lore wise, which yeah, is well- interesting. Probably when we got the cards and you can actually
3: click on them and see the little footnote. There might yeah. be, you know, some context there.
1: Yeah. Always fun just reading through all the stuff. There's always so much stuff in there.
2: Yeah. And the uh the art's always got a little details around the edges that you don't see when it's in uh, portrait mode. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Day one is gonna be really fun. For sure.
1: Hold on a second, guys. I'm gonna do a little outro real quick, and uh, let's do that. And then, I mean, we can keep talking. I can put right. where. I just want to get it done. All right, guys. That's gonna about wrap it up tonight. Lungs, man. Thanks so much for um coming on and joining us tonight. We really had a great time. Talked a lot of a uh, lot of new cars. We got a lot of insightful stuff for right? me, man. Really appreciate it. Jeff, as always, nice to have you here. Uh, anything you guys want to say before you head out?
3: Uh, yeah, nope. thanks for having me. It was a great time. Good talk. I'm glad to get your insights on these new cards and hoping to challenging you with all my new brews. These come out.
2: Sounds good. Sounds thanks good, for man. being with us. Lungs for, for Haman users. Good.
1: <laughs> thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see all of you next time.